0: Welcome to Show Your Work, the literary podcast where I find a piece of flash fiction I really like, and then I find the author, and then I sit them down, and I have them explain to me how they made the thing. My name is Tyler Barton, and I'm really excited to share with you today how Kara Verner made Don Johnson is Not Your Man, which is a really brief piece of flash fiction that is on Wigleaf. That's where it was published. And it's also in her book of stories called Because I Wanted to Write You a Pop Song. The story is great. It's a uh, brother and sister story, and it's really about, as young people, how we decipher what is truth and what is not, how we use the people around us to try to figure out um, the way the world works and and demystify the world or make it even more mysterious. I had the pleasure of talking to Kara at AWP17 in Washington, D.C., and that will explain why there's a bit of background noise in this interview, but... You know, we did the best we could. Uh, Anyway, here's Kara.
1: It's loosely based on myself and one of my brothers. And I don't know how the Miami Vice thing came into my mind, because he wasn't like a Miami Vice fanatic or anything, but everyone in that age group watched Miami Vice. So I I just got this energy off of thinking about him and Miami Vice together. Stefan works at the cookie store in the mall. It's how he gets gas money and chicks. He has a Honda CRX with a spoiler, but he almost never gives me a ride, even when Mom tells him to. Sonny Crockett would not work in a mall, I tell him. He grabs me by the collar and rubs his armpit all over my head. Oh, but he did work in a cookie store at the mall, so that's where I started. I started with that like real, that fact, and then kind of went from there. The nice thing he used to do for me was bring home cookies. My favorite is chocolate chip, no walnut. But now that he's selling cocaine too, he doesn't remember about the cookies. I wrote this story on a day when I just wanted to write a story. I had a day and I wanted to write a story and I didn't have any ideas. And I did this big long bike ride and I still didn't have any ideas. I stopped and got got a donut and some coffee and the donut and the coffee magic just came to me. No, um, but I, I was thinking about one of my brothers. Still, I ask him questions when I have to because who else can I ask? Today I'm thinking of asking if boys like to have sex with girls on their periods, but maybe I'll think of something else. And then I rode home and I take my phone, I talk into it, I pull over, talk into it, keep riding. Sometimes I ride and talk into it, it doesn't work very well though, (laughs) it's not safe. And then I rode home and rode it and it mostly just came out. like Um, in a one-shot, which never happens to me, ever. The other night, he came home drunk, which I could tell because he talked drunk. He threw a lot of cash into the middle of my room and told me I could have it. I don't deserve it, he said. But it sounded like, I don't deserve it. Then he lay down on the floor and didn't get back up. It was my brother, passed out on all this money. I think every story needs a sense of humor. I like every story to have a little bit of violence, or sex, one of the two. I think a sense of sound, like I want it to play with language in a way that it's very aware of sound. I don't deserve it, he said, but it sounded like I don't deserve it. I usually have one thing, like a title or the first sentence, and if that has sort of whatever energy for me, then I just keep trying to write a sentence after that and it's really slow and um I don't usually know what the story's about or where it's going until it actually just just goes there I feel like it's um like I'm not even driving it like I just keep asking like what what wants to come next which is really passive perhaps but slow process um usually I mean I would say usually if that's the way it works Yesterday I asked about how you can't smell vodka on the breath. Myth or fact? I wanted to know. The myths I was curious about were religious because uh, cause we went to church and so some of those things was, you know, were just like, could she have a baby without having sex, right? And then the other ones were about sex. <laughs> my, my mom um, read us a book on like how babies are made or something like that that uh, I was too young to understand and so because of that I got a lot of misinformation and um, thought like bizarre things about how it happened. And so I, you know, I grew up curious about that. I found a bottle of self-tanner in his gym bag, but gave him a break on that one. Cincinnati is no Miami. I think I just try and get the detail that I think that one detail will open up that world the most. And so I go with the one I think will do that some of my favorite details are are in my favorite sentence um I think my favorite sentence is it's how he gets gas money and chicks chicks was like so fun for me to get to use in a story because I grew up with that word just like badgering me like in a surf town everybody said chicks I hated the word chicks I felt like it was demeaning I never said it um and so it was fun to get to use it in this context because I felt like it it uh captured a time and a character. Stefan has two white blazers he wears with pastel t-shirts. I tell him pink only looks good on black guys and he tells me to shut up. What do you know about black guys, he says. Your older siblings or cousins or people like that are the people who are your gateway to adulthood. Who else is she going to ask about that? She's not going to ask her mom about vodka and periods. I mean, I don't know, maybe people talk to their parents like that now, but That was not something that we would have ever said, hey, mom, you know. um, So I think that's pretty much who she has to talk to. I mean, because her friends, of course she has her friends to talk to, but they don't know any more than she knows. I don't know what he was thinking those nights we watched Miami Vice. Crockett and Tubbs were cops, not dealers. It reminds me of how he walks around seeing that Dire Straits song, like, baby, get a pistol on your little finger. Baby, get a pistol on your thumb. I think this is the first short story I put a line of music in. Baby get a pistol on your little finger. Baby get a pistol on your thumb. It's maybe not baby I tell him. Blister, not pistol. Baby finger. I have a lyric that um, this is going to sound conceited but I like the way I heard it better I think it's a better lyric and it's from a Tom Waits song and the lyric is um, how do the angels get to sleep when the devil leaves his porch light on which is a great lyric but I heard it as um, what do the angels get to see when the devil leaves his porch light on which I like better I think I used to think that stories needed to add up to more than I think they do now. Um, So I think that they can be snapshots and they can be hints and feelings and not necessarily um, this really pristine arc that lands somewhere that connects it all back together. I had had a writing teacher that used to write calligraphy and he was taking a class And he said that they focused on how to release, like, when to release the pen. Like, when's the right time to to let it go, to pull it off the page kind of thing. And he applied that to writing, and I think that stays with me. So, like, was it the time to let it go? Um, Whether I think it adds up exactly or not.
0: And now, here's Kara Verner reading her story, Don Johnson Is Not Your Man, in full.
1: Don Johnson is not your man. Stefan works at the cookie store in the mall. It's how he gets gas money and chicks. He has a Honda CRX with a spoiler, but he almost never gives me a ride, even when mom tells him to. Sonny Crockett would not work in a mall, I tell him. He grabs me by the collar and rubs his armpit all over my head. Still, I ask him questions when I have to, because who else can I ask? Yesterday, I asked about how you can't smell vodka on the breath. Myth or fact? I wanted to know. Today I'm thinking of asking if boys like to have sex with girls on their periods. But maybe I'll think of something else. Stefan has two white blazers he wears with pastel t-shirts. I tell him pink only looks good on black guys, and he tells me to shut up. What do you know about black guys, he says. I found a bottle of self-tanner in his gym bag, but gave him a break on that one. Cincinnati is no Miami. The nice thing he used to do for me was bring home cookies. My favorite is chocolate chip, no walnut. But now that he's selling cocaine, too, he doesn't remember about the cookies. The other night he came home drunk, which I could tell because he talked drunk. He threw a wad of cash into the middle of my room and told me I could have it. I don't deserve it, he said, but it sounded like I don't deserve it. Then he lay down on the floor and didn't get back up. It was my brother passed out on all this money. I don't know what he was thinking those nights we watched Miami Vice. Crockett and Tubbs were cops, not dealers. It reminds me of how he walks around seeing that Dire Straits song, like, Baby, get a pistol on your little finger. Baby, get a pistol on your thumb. It's maybe, not baby, I tell him. Blister, not pistol.
0: That was Kara Verner reading Don Johnson is Not Your Man, which is a flash fiction that was published in Wigleaf a couple years back. You can still find it online. There's a link to it in the show notes. You can also find there a link to buy Kara's book, which is a collection of flash fiction um, that, was, that came out uh, last year from Split Lip Press. And it is called Because I Wanted to Write You a Pop Song. And that's it today for Show Your Work. Thank you so much for listening. This episode has been produced by me, Tyler Barton. Uh, the music was also produced by me. Um, however, not the music that was produced by Dire Straits and or Tom Waits. Um, I wanted to share before we left just a quick snippet of a piece of the interview that I couldn't really find a way to fit into the a podcast, but I thought would make like a nice little extra here for the end. So here's a uh, here's Kara.
1: I guess I initially started, I mean, when I was very, very young, thinking that writing had to be highbrow or respectable, that it needed to not be base and not have swear words in it. And, you know, I quickly got over that. But um, but to this day, I mean, there are times where I write about things where I think, oh, I'm going to write about this and this won't ever get published in these places because I'm going to include this part or something, so, and I'm totally okay with that, yeah.